0: Welcome to the Intuitive Rising Podcast, I'm your host Amy Brooks. Up until about five years ago, I was your average mom of three. It was after the sudden loss of my father that my life changed forever and the rising within me began. Since then I've embraced my gifts and have stepped into my role as an Evidential Psychic Medium, Past Life Reader, Higher Self Mentor, Holy Fire Reiki Practitioner, and Published Author. In this podcast, we will talk all things spiritual and healing through a very grounded and relatable approach. I hope you'll continue to join me each week, remembering who you always were as we rise together. Hello, welcome back to the Intuitive Rising podcast. I'm your host, Amy Brooks. Welcome back. Um, I'm high vibe, high energy today. I hope you are doing well. Wherever and whenever you are listening to this, thank you, thank you, thank you for choosing to listen to my podcast. Today, we're going to answer a question and talk about something that I am asked about all the time, and that is, how did others in my life react to the fact that I'm a medium? And not only how did others react, as in past tense, but how do people react Currently, now, there's new people I meet. Do I share this information? Do I not share this information? We will talk all about that. But first, I wanted to touch base on the energy of May. So here we are in May. Totally have that song. It's gonna be May. Sorry, had to get it out. Um, My friend Kate, Oracle Lightworker, who has been on the podcast before, has definitely inspired me to be a little bit more sing-songy. At times, she always starts an episode with a song and I love it. Um, here, Here's to being our wacky selves and our true authentic selves and just putting it all out there. There's something really beautiful about embracing who you are and giving zero Fs about it, right? Like that energy is infectious. If you think about people that you really admire the people that you feel really impact you or have an impact just on society or life in general. And I don't mean about like what they're doing in terms of, oh, this person is a CEO or this, imperson- this person did this. I mean like how do people make you feel, right? It's, it's all about energy. And I imagine that the people that kind of feel the most infectious give zero Fs. They are just unapologetically themselves. And so that is something that I am working on. Intentionally, more and more every single day. <laughs> I think that's partly, you know, being a 40 something year old woman. Women that are younger than me, not yet in their 40s. I'm telling you, something happens in the late 30s, moving into the early 40s, where you're just like, I don't care anymore. It doesn't mean you don't care about everything, it means that you begin to release the things that kept you small right? Like I care more about certain things now, uh, but they're more important things, right? They're things I should be paying attention to, that I should be taking action on. But things like, you know, wanting to be accepted by somebody else, hmm, I've, you know, I'm human. So obviously there's a feeling of wanting people to love and accept you, of course. But do I get my knickers in a knot over it anymore? Do I let that affect my own view of myself? Absolutely not. <laughs> not anymore. No, I don't. So uh, if you haven't reached this stage yet, get ready because you will. And it will be the best, the best, the best. Um, I feel like there's something to do with like potentially like my generation and the, the ones coming up. I feel like each generation gets a little bit more... Savage, but like in the best way, you know, like I, feel, I was just having a conversation with somebody in the DMs this morning on Instagram about Generation Alpha. So I am technically a, a Zenial because I am born in that in between period between Generation X and Millennials. So I am not an elder millennial. I'm even older than that. I was born in the beginning of 1980. So that is uh, called a Zenial. I think there's like a five-year uh, range where we've got Xennials they are like Gen X in some ways and like Millennials in other ways. Um, but my youngest, my seven-year-old is Generation Alpha. And so somebody posted something on Instagram today about how Generation Alpha is savage. Like they are like the honey badgers of the world. And I was, I was kind of laughing and I was joking because I'm like, uh-huh, I totally see it. Um, my alpha is seven. He is a manifester, like it's just a straight manifester. Um, manifestors are here to inform and initiate. Um, his not-self, so like when he's not aligned, is anger. And, you know, he's only a little kid and I've been able to see this in him since he's a little, little one, like a baby. He... Just is here to lead himself, you know, like we're here to guide him. That's our job as a, as a parent, but like he is going to be okay because he is so strong willed and so independent and so like of his own mind. And I see this with like all of his age group. He's got this little bestie, uh, and the two of them together, I, they're going to set the world on fire. They're so flipping cute together and they're just so themselves apologetically themselves and I and I hope they remain it um and I feel like they will I do I do I do um I wanted to give a little brief update before I get started on talking about our main topic today um which is how did others in my life react to me being a medium um how which is a perfect segue from what I was talking about about like giving zero f's (laughs) um, we'll see how all that connects in just a moment, but I wanted to briefly update you all on mindset around house hunting. What's going on with that? So at the time of recording, we're in the end of April. This will be aired mid, no, early May. Okay. Maybe at that point, I'll have an update for you. Cross your fingers. However, at this point, We have not found a house yet to move into. So if you're new here, um, I'm from Nova Scotia, but I've been living in Ontario for 10 years this summer. And the reason that we are here is because my husband was, past tense, in the military and we were posted here unexpectedly. Uh, It was supposed to be a couple years turned into 10. He has since retired from the military. So now we're in this lovely space Of choosing where we want to live, which is a beautiful problem to have, right? But it has been an issue, right? It has been. And it's very ironic to me because for 10 years, especially like for the first like five or six, I counted down the days. I was like, I cannot wait to go home. Oh my God. Um, And now I can. And now we are. And I'm constantly flip-flopping. Is this the right thing to do? And I know it's purposeful because I have spent the last, certainly last year, hardcore going at this, um, really working at this, like my mindset around this move. And I know that this is a soul aligned decision. It's not just an emotionally based decision where I'm doing it because I'm not happy where I am. I do see the growth. I do know why we had to be relocated in the first place. I know that was part of my own soul's growth. And I do know and I do trust that this move is what is best for us. Um, And so I've declared that and I've got really decisive on that. But there are still some fears coming forward. So yesterday I posted on my social media again, we're, we're in, we're in the end of April when I'm saying this, um, that we haven't had any luck finding anything. We have put an offer on one house so far. We did so last week, uh, and the offer was not accepted. So there was, there was already a conditional offer on it, but you know, it was had like a bunch of conditions. Um, so we went ahead and put an offer as well on just to see if we could kind of bump the other offer out if the seller wanted to, but the seller wants to stick with the original offer, Um, which is cool, right? And upon hearing this information, because it was a big deal to put the offer in, right? Because it was the first house that we even wanted to put an offer on. Um, Upon hearing that we didn't get it, I did not feel disappointed. I didn't feel sad. I didn't feel ticked off. I didn't feel any of that. And I actually said to a friend of mine, I kind of feel giddy, which is a really weird feeling to have. On the, and it was like, it's kind of like, why do I feel giddy? Um, I felt giddy because, not because we were like, quote unquote, rejected from something, but because upon hearing, that we didn't get the house. I didn't feel any of those emotions. I wasn't disappointed. I was like, oh, cool. Okay, cool. That just means that wasn't the right house for us. Because I truly, truly believe in my heart of hearts that if it was the right house for us, it would have, the offer would have been accepted. And this has been kind of a life-altering thing for me because I shared with you guys many times that I am somebody that has a diagnosis of generalized anxiety disorder. I have spent many, many, many decades worrying about things I cannot worry about, catastrophizing, um, you know, very negative mindset in the worry loop all the time, right? Um, Victim mentality. Let's just own our own crap, right? Definitely have been in the victim mentality mindset for a long time. And I have realized that I'm no longer in that when it comes to this situation. It doesn't mean I'm not going to feel all those things about something else at some time, but I have reached a new level of acceptance and surrender that I didn't have before. And so I felt giddy about that. I was like, oh my God, why am I not upset? Why am I not in a worry loop? Why am I like, cool, that just gives us more opportunities to look at some more awesome houses and to be really, really choosy with the one that we're purchasing. And that's awesome. It's kind of like, okay, okay, we're getting somewhere. So now I just need to keep on working on that. You know, because we don't, we don't notice the changes in our mindset until we're placed in a boiling pot of water, right? When, when SHIT hits the fan, that's when you're going to notice how much you've grown. My recovery time is quicker. Maybe I'm not even having the same reaction. That's when you're going to notice it. And when that happens for you, celebrate it. Give yourself a pat on the back because that is amazing. And that is something that not everybody does in their life. And it's something that you are doing and you should be proud of yourself for that so if i'm sharing my experience so that you know it is possible it is possible coming from a chronic warrior <laughs> it is possible so yeah so we are not just making some decisions around you know um, catchment areas like where are we expanding our search area um are we sticking to our desired location? Can we be a little bit open-minded? Moving through any fears about um you know, what if we can't find the the place we want? What if we cuz we haven't we haven't listed our house yet. We are living in that chronic state of our house is ready to show, but it's now listed. <laughs> if you've ever moved before, you know, and you've got a family with kids and pets, you know that that's a highly stressful place to be. Um But funny enough, I don't feel stressed about it, which is weird. Um, I think it's because I feel like I have this aspect of control around it because it's the decision to not list yet. But the reason we haven't listed yet is because we um, are in like a very uh, highly sought after kind of area and everything sells like relatively quickly and we can't find anything we want on the other end. And we don't want to sell quickly and have this like, you know, closing date, July or whatever, someplace in the summer. And then either panic buy because we can't find the house that we want. So we settle for something and we just panic buy. Or what if we can't find anything at all and we just like are left homeless, right? Like That's a little bit of catastrophizing, but that's the fear that we're kind of working through right now. And so the contemplation I had yesterday was, should I, is that fear that I just mentioned, the very thing that's keeping us from our house on the other end? If we lean in even further to surrender and list this house and take a chance that it will sell quickly, will that act of faith be the exact thing that brings that new house in for us right so that's where we're at that's what we're contemplating that's what i'm leaning into um but i'm excited by it i'm not overwhelmed by it i trust that it will all work out so there's your house update as of the end of april 2023 uh, let's get into this question first we're going to have a drink of water then we're gonna get into the question how have others reacted to my becoming a medium So we'll we'll kind of blend a little bit past tense as in how did others react and then we will um, address like maybe even current, like do I tell people I'm a medium? If somebody asks me what do I do for work, how do I feel about telling them that I'm a medium, I will share all that kind of stuff. So let's get started with the past tense. So (laughs) my husband and I are very, very, very different. We have very similar core values um you know it's funny because our our first date was a blind date uh lasted like six or seven hours and we actually talked about very deep things that like sometimes people don't talk about for much much later in the relationship how do you feel about religion how do you feel about you know um having children raised with religion how do you feel about not going back a woman not going back to work um or you know a woman being um working outside the home and really focusing on her career and blah 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 blah. like we talked about all of those kind of things which I think is maybe why we um got so serious so quickly because I've shared before like I wasn't even looking I was actually very closed off and I was like I'll just do this you know fun night out but like it's it's not going anywhere so i was very closed off to the even to the possibility of it but i think having those kind of talks and those kind of deep dive conversations um did help open at least me up to the possibility that this was someone that i could consider a long-term partner um because we have these core similarities. We want the same things. When you think of our like five-year plan, 20-year plan, retirement plan, it's always been the same. Um, Where we differ is in our personalities. (laughs) We are extremely, extremely different personality-wise. We both lean towards introversion, absolutely, but um, everything else is different. Uh, We're both very independent, we're both very like, I want quiet time, I want solo time, you do your thing, I'll do my thing, we'll meet in the middle kind of thing. Um, We're not like, I guess, like needy for each other's attention or time. In the beginning of a relationship, I shared how I used to, because of my past relationships, I kind of had this idea that you know it was it wasn't love if there wasn't jealousy it wasn't love if you know we're not having these passionate kind of fights. Um, it's not love if you're not together all the time and I had to learn right and and decondition myself from that that, that know that actually, That wasn't love. This is love where we're able to trust each other, to do our own things, where we don't have to do everything together all the time if we don't want to, right? Um, So we had a lot of um, learning curves there. Uh, But we both naturally are you-do-your-thing-I-do-my-thing kind of people. And we've always been that way. Um, So that's where we're similar. Where we differ is that he is very like, type A, logical... Um, rational, I mean, this is a a man that was in the military for 25 years, right, so, and I don't say that to generalize, I say that, you know, I feel like, I feel like it takes a certain person to be in the military for 25 years or longer, right, there's just a certain way that things happen, and um, you know, this is kind of a regimented mindset sometimes, and um, that's what he is like, okay, and He works best with like a very detailed plan. He's the guy that will make a um, like hour by hour travel itinerary. (laughs) I am not that kind of person, right? Like my idea of a vacation is like, let's fly by the seat of our pants and see where we end up and see what happens. You know, within reason. Um, Make sure that we always have a place to sleep when we're vacationing. Other than that, let's see what happens. We went on a road trip uh, about five years ago. We had a little no maybe it was six years ago we had a one-year-old and we had two kids like that were like 11 and 9 right and we went on a road trip we drove um to Washington a little bit to Virginia Pennsylvania and like we went through all those states and my husband <laughs> had this travel itinerary so like it was like for these two hours we're doing this and then we're doing this and then we're doing this and like I was just like this is my idea of hell like <laughs> Let's have some flexibility, right? Um, so we, we definitely help each other a little bit. I think he takes a little bit of me and I take a little bit of him and we try to meet in the middle. But I, I share these aspects of our relationship because I think it's important for you to understand that just just our basic personalities and why what i will t- about to tell you will make sense. I hear from people sometimes, and I will say more often than not, it's from women, because um, I would say 80%, maybe 75% of my client base is women. I don't know the, di- the you know, the demographics of who's listening to the podcast, um, but the people that reach out to me that are podcast listeners are, are more often than not women. Um, so I have observed something, observed, sorry, I need a drink because I'm dry mouth. I have observed something. Um, And it has been that there's many women that are interested in spiritual practices, um, interested in mediumship, interested in psychic stuff, interested in chakras and Reiki and all of that kind of stuff that have spouses, partners that are very different than them in that regard, just as my husband and I are, right? Um, And a lot of the people that have reached out to me about this and have asked this question, they've asked me this question because they've seen that I've kind of stepped out into, um, you know, view and I, you know, am, am a medium and I'm loud and proud about that and I don't hide myself and also that my husband supports me in my business by taking care of the back end stuff. So I've been asked this question many times because a lot of these women feel as if they have to hide their own spiritual, you know, thoughts or opinions or practices from their spouses. Maybe not some, some, might hide, not everybody has to hide it, but you know, they feel, they might feel not supported. They might feel judged. They might feel like their spouse is like, she's gone, she's gone wackadoodle over there. Right. Um, and I get that. I get that. I can say that I haven't had that same experience with my spouse when it comes to this work. I have felt that way in my marriage about other aspects of my life. But my spirituality is not one of them. Um, But I do understand what that feeling, that feeling of like potential judgment or fear of, you know, um, letting your spouse know something about you in case they don't like it very much, right? Or they don't support it. I shared that bit about my husband and I and kind of our dynamic and our personalities because it's always kind of been in our personality to be like, you do you and you do you, right? That's our marriage. So when I asked him this question, Was he surprised, you know, when I became a medium, did that seem weird? What are his thoughts about it? He wasn't surprised in the sense that I think he always knew I was sort of that kind of person, right? Like I would talk about reincarnation or I'd talk about, I'd watch like videos. He'd come in and I'd be watching things about mediumship or past life, children that remember their past lives. And he knew I was into astrology and he knew all those kind of things. So like, I don't think it was a stretch Uh, For him to think that at one point I might want to, you know, investigate that a little bit more. Uh, So I don't think he was surprised. Um, I will say that his personality is very much. I don't want to say closed off around spirituality, but he's, it's not that he's not, it's not that he's closed off. Because I actually asked him. About this, and I said, Do you have any fear when it comes to the things I do? Because he's been very honest with me and, and has said, I believe in what you're doing, I believe that you are amazing at it. I know you are because you know he he, he creates my website, he reads my reviews, he, um, he hears me down here working with people, he's been sat in on some of my mediumship demonstrations, he knows what I'm doing and he knows that I am good at it. Um, But for him, he is not interested in it in the sense that he is not interested in doing this work himself or learning more about it. He wouldn't be interested in having a reading done, whether by me or somebody else. It's just not interesting to him. And I'm okay with that. You know, that doesn't offend me or anything. I'm cool with that because i I know that if it was and if it ever becomes interesting to him that he'll 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 go down that rabbit hole he will learn about it, but it's not interesting to him, so he supports me in many other ways he supports me by taking care of the back end of stuff you know he does my taxes, God bless him, right he's built my website, he has um he edits things all the time. He creates all my graphics. He's basically my assistant and he does a wonderful job at it. And he is extremely supportive in that way. And that's enough for me. Now, would I have a problem if he, you know, had. It's interesting because, like, I think his mindset's different than mine in the sense that. He's kind of like open to it in the sense that he's like, well, obviously you're doing something. So there's, you know, you're, you're connecting to spirit. So obviously that is a thing, you know, like obviously there is an afterlife. But at the same time, it's not enough of an interest for him to investigate it further for himself. But so there's like an open mindedness with him, I'd say. But he, um, I would be bothered if he was super close-minded, perhaps. If he, you know, vocally would dismiss what I thought or would say I was crazy. I probably would be bothered by that, but it wouldn't stop me from doing it. The thing about me is that I, When it comes to things that I'm really passionate about or things that are like innately important to me, I've never sought approval for those things. Now, I've been an extremely insecure person in the past. I have kept myself small in certain aspects of my life and certainly would have needed validation from an external source about things. But when it comes to things that are really important to me, I. I would do them anyways. I just would. I would do it anyways. I would do this work even if he thought I was a loony. I would. I think I. I'd like because there's this aspect of me that's like, oh, you don't believe in me? Okay, like I'm gonna go even more hard at it, right? Like I probably would. I can't. I was gonna say something offensive. I shouldn't. (laughs) I was gonna use this term that like I haven't heard it a long time. It's not that not that polite, but it was like, I'll just say it. I would go balls to the wall is what I was gonna say. (laughs) I would. I would. I'd probably go hard at it. Um but that's just me and my little, you know, spitefulness inside. I'm (laughs) just joking. But no, I just really I just really it wouldn't hold me back. So it's a different dynamic, but I'm trying to be relatable, but I also know I might not be when it comes to this because there are a lot of people that feel like their spouse wouldn't support them when it comes to this work. And I feel blessed that I do have a spouse that even if it's not his thing, he supports me. He would never look me in the face and say, you are Looney Tunes, unless he was joking and it was very obvious. And so his reaction was just like, okay, cool. Really? Okay, so that's what you're doing? Okay, cool. How can I help you to be the best at that? Even though it's not my thing. And I know I'm lucky. I know I'm blessed that I have someone like that. But that's how my spouse reacted. How did my kids react? Well, at the time that this all began for me my little one who is now seven was about two not so much of a reaction from him at the time um the other two are like 12 10 they both thought it was cool I never hid it from them um I didn't like you know sit down at the dinner table and talk about it but if they asked a question or if my husband and I were talking about something and they were around um you know, I, I wouldn't hide from it. Um, I think they think it's interesting. My middle son, especially he's 14. He tells people that I am a medium. So, you know, he will, he'll like want to wear like my merch hoodie to school. And I'll be like, people are going to ask you what that's about. He's like, okay, cool. Like I'll just tell them my mom's a medium. Um, he's told like friends, parents, uh, did you know my mom's a medium, right? And like giving them my website name and things like that. He's my little um, promotion guy, I guess. But he had, he does all that just because that's his, that's just who he is. Um, He's super spiritual. He is very aware of the spirit world. And I think he was born that way. Go back to episode two if you want to hear more about that. Um, so yeah, my kids have just kind of been like, my mom's a medium. That's just how it is that's just how it is um they were young you know if they were like maybe in their 30s or something when I started this journey maybe they would have had more to say about it but they were pretty young and it's just always been that way that's who mom is that's what mom does um I love that it's opened up conversations with them though they do ask about things they do ask about like mom what are your thoughts about reincarnation what do you think about this um I do have open dialogue with them about those things. I'm very intentional not to um, influence them. So I've just been one to say, if you have any questions, ask away. But I'm not like drilling into them my opinions, my beliefs about the spirit world or about the afterlife. They know that they can come to me if they have a question and I will answer it um, truthfully based on my own experiences. Okay. So let's, let's see what would my parents think? Well, as you guys know, if you've been following me for a while, losing my dad, so my dad is in spirit. He's been in spirit for five years now. Losing my dad was the thing that was the event that made me realize I was a medium. Um, my dad supports me in spirit with my business. My dad is a guide for me, so I would say my dad is completely okay with it, um, more than okay with it. But funny enough, in life, if he was living and I right like if he if he hadn't passed and he was living, and I just discovered I was a medium, I think he might have thought I was Looney Tunes. I think he might have told me I was Looney. Tunes because he knew that my mom and I were like into, into mediumship and things. And he kind of, you know, would be like, okay, whatever, honey. Um, definitely wasn't open to it. Now there I have the intuitive feeling that he was fearful. He was fearful of what that was or what that meant. Um, cause I don't think it was really any conditioning, um, or belief system that kept him that way. I think it was fear about that. So I don't feel that anything anymore when I connect to him. I know that he is happy and encouraging um, in spirit for me. My mother was the first person I ever did a reading for. After I did a reading for her, the next day I, I, you know, declared myself a medium to the world. My mother was always very open to it. I think, you know, there was times she had questions, but... And I think sometimes she doesn't have doubts for me or my abilities, but when I try to encourage her to kind of discover hers a little bit more and unwrap that, because I know they're there because I know that this comes from that line of women in my family. Um, there's some doubts there for herself, which is normal when you're on this journey. You're like, is this my imagination or is this spirit? Totally get that. Um, but, um, No, she was never judgmental about it. She was always open to it and believed in it. So she was completely cool with it. Um, My friends, well, my friends found out when everybody else did. You know, everybody found out at the same time. I'll tell you that. Um, There's a couple of friends that I talked to a little bit before I announced it. And they were really, really encouraging. And then I did the reading with my mom. So obviously she knew about it. Uh, I think around that time I told my husband what was happening. He was cool with it. And then everybody else though, like my, my extended family, my in-laws, my friends, my acquaintances, all of those people found it at the same time. And that was through a Facebook post. Um, I had a blog over on Facebook and I, it's called mom's losing it. It's still there. So if you're on Facebook and you look up Mums Losing It, I haven't updated it in a long time, but there's some blog articles that I wrote from way back when, when I was stepping into this world. So that might be interesting to you if you're interested in reading it. Um, But that's how I announced to you all of those people through that blog post. And I never once had any sort of negative Comment from anyone. If somebody thought I was wackadoodle, they didn't tell me. They didn't tell me. They never voiced it. I had some people that I knew for a long time um, say, Yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> that totally makes sense. Yeah, that makes sense for you, Amy. And I love that. Um, but no, I never had one person say, Oh my God, you're crazy she's gone nuts. Um, she's needs to be medicated. No, like never had anybody, never had anybody say any of those things. I did. I'm thinking in my mind, it's funny. Cause I thought about this morning, this situation this morning, about this situation this morning, rather, um, there was this person that I like was an acquaintance. I never met this person ever. Uh, in person, but they were like on my Facebook friends list for years and years and years. And I don't even know how they got there. I think they were like a friend of a friend or something like that. And um, I ended up like unfriending them at some point over the years because I just didn't think it was an aligned connection. And, you know, it's not like we ever spoke anyways. So what's the point of having them there? And that person got angry. So obviously they were like, keeping track of me, even though I wasn't keeping track of them. Uh, And they got angry and then they started to like make some nasty comments on my Facebook business page. Um, You know, things like you're a fraud, you're going to go to hell, you're working for the devil, Um, you're a con artist, all that kind of stuff. And I just ignored it. I didn't even delete it. I just left it there because I'm like, you're just showing the world what kind of person you are and I don't need to delete and I don't need to um, you know take that energy on as if it's the truth I'm just gonna bounce it back on over to you and so I didn't engage and I think that probably made the person even matter but I did block them um, so they're not able to engage with me anymore but I that wasn't really even an acquaintance because like I said we never ever had a conversation once I think that they just maybe kept tabs on me from time to time and then got angry when they couldn't do so anymore but other than that, I've never had a negative experience from anybody I know. And I've also been very lucky in the sense that even like, you know, the trolls, quote unquote, that come out from the woodwork and say things on different pages. I see it all the time. You know, a Facebook seems to be the worst for it. Facebook people, if you follow me on Facebook and you know that like way back when, when I first started doing this work, I was always doing lives on there. I was always doing demonstrations on there. I don't anymore. The reason is because the crowd on Facebook, there's so many trolls that come on Facebook when I do a live and um, you don't really get that on Instagram or on YouTube so much. So I don't know what it is. I don't know why, but um, yeah, I've only had one person call me out for being a medium it was, without getting into too much detail, I had um, a follower of mine. I hadn't ever done a reading for them or anything like that, but they followed me and they would, you know, interact from time to time with me on whatever I posted and and make nice, you know, kind comments and things. Apparently, somebody in their family saw that they made a comment on one of my things. Um, Probably, yeah, sometimes when you make a comment on somebody's post on Facebook and then it like shows up on your feed I think that something like that happened and so then that family member started making all kinds of nasty comments to me on my Facebook page um, essentially similar to the ones I just said you're taking advantage of people who um, are grieving you're gonna go to hell you're a bad person and that really upset me and that was because at the time, I didn't know if they, like the pers- the follower of mine that was always commenting. I didn't know if they had said something. Like I wasn't sure what that that relationship was. And this person was very very relentless, like constant messages, and it really got to me. And I did give them a reaction. In hindsight, I wish I hadn't given them a re- reaction. But we're all human, right? But that really hurt my feelings. And the reason it did is because I am somebody that intentionally and consciously always has my clients highest and best good. There are boundaries in place. There is, um, you know, I would never cold DM somebody. I would not ask somebody if they wanted a reading I would not you know make somebody feel like they were dependent on me I would like there's so many different things that I wouldn't do because they're not in integrity with me and I am purposely trying to break misconceptions and dispel mistruths about this work by being a highly ethical medium and that's my reputation so if somebody purposely like calls that out and it's like oh but you're not you're actually a piece of crap and you're taking advantage of grieving people it like really really upset me so i did give a reaction then i will say but i've been doing this work for almost five years now and those are the only two times i've had those negative comments so you know i think that for the most part like it's if you are, if this question I feel like is asked because there are people that want to do this work, want to be seen, but they're afraid of the reactions. They're afraid of the judgments that may come from it. And I've been very blessed in the sense that the people in my life that matter, you know, all the key players that matter are either completely supportive or, you know, I guess I would say everybody's completely supportive. Some people are are like very, very interested in it. Uh, And then there's a handful that might, it might not be their thing, but they certainly would never like say anything negative to me about it. And I do feel blessed to have that experience because I know that that is not everybody's experience. Uh, So I know this question is asked because those people are wondering like, you know, when you're met with that criticism or that judgment, what do you then do with it? So I'm trying to share the times that I have been met with criticism or judgment. You know, I remember a time where I wasn't doing this work yet, but I was sharing an experience I had. I think it was right before I started doing this work and people knew I was definitely like spiritually minded. And I was with a group of, there was one like good friend of mine, and then everybody else was kind of just like an acquaintance. And somebody asked me about something I was telling them about a recent reading experience that I had had with another medium. And I was like telling what was happening. And I don't know if you've ever had this experience, but it has to be like the most shame inducing kind of experience, at least for me, is when you're talking and you're telling somebody something. And then they lose interest and they start talking about something else. Or everybody just kind of like turns something their attention to something else. That is the most shame-inducing thing, right, to do for me personally. And I'm sure maybe you've had that experience before in in maybe an interaction with someone in life. But I'm like telling this story and then all of a sudden everybody just starts talking about something else. And I'm like, these are not my people, right? Like I, I know, I do know what it's like to feel judgment or to feel like somebody thinks, okay, she's, she's so crazy. We're not even going to give her the time to let her finish her story. We're just going to like start talking about something else. That doesn't feel good. Right. And I imagine that if you received that from people that you loved and respected, it would feel even worse. But here's the thing. If you are interested in this work If you are naturally gifted in these ways, if your soul lights on fire every time you talk, read, speak about it, learn about it, does it really matter if somebody else doesn't get it? What's the price of not following it? The price of following it and having other people judge you, yeah, people might judge you. People might think you're crazy. There might be an extreme reaction where somebody's like, I'm not talking to you anymore. Maybe. But what's the price of walking away from light what lights your soul on fire? And I think that that's really what you have to ask yourself. And I think it's okay to keep it quiet. Everybody has their own comfort level. Not everybody that does this work or that is spiritually gifted or mind, mind, like has a spiritual kind of mindset is going to be out and about speaking on stages, talking on podcasts about their experiences. That's not everybody's path. Some people are much more quiet on their journey. Some people's missions are to do that work and do it quietly and internally. And some people, it's part of their mission to be loud and proud. And I have discovered that that's mine, to be loud and proud. To wear my heart on my sleeve, to trust in my heart, to trust in my gifts and go. Because I know that God, source, the universe, would not give me the gift of being able to communicate with people on the other side authentically with hardcore evidence of if I wasn't meant to do something with it for me. So I think it comes down to, okay, you've got this gift. You've got this interest. What what feels best aligned for you? Are you somebody that wants to be on stage that wants to have a podcast that wants to have a business where you are working with clients all the time are you somebody that would rather just do this work for yourself maybe for the really close people in your family um, or your friend base and that's 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 good enough for you and that's what you want to do which one is it either is okay it ultimately comes down to what do you feel is best for you because there are going to be those people that choose the route to be like a little bit more quiet about it, to maybe not put their face out there, to not, um, you know, show their work uh, in the way that I've chosen to do. There are people that don't do all those things and are completely, you know, happy as a pig in H- And then there's people that are doing that, but that really isn't in line with them. They want to be more out and about, but there's fears that have kept them more quiet. So you really have to discern which one is it. There's people maybe that are out and about, and then at the end of the day, they're like, Yeah, I did all this because I thought this is what I should do. This is what I thought somebody wanted of me. But I'm just really kind of a quiet, introverted person. And I don't want to be seen. I want to be behind the scenes. Ultimately, it's your your choose-your-own-adventure story. What do you want to do with your gifts? If you have gifts of mediumship, of psychic abilities, of Reiki healing, what do you want to do with them? Nobody else can tell you that but you. And I think that when you make the choice to do this work and you do it publicly, as I have chosen, you take the risk of potentially receiving judgment, ridicule. Somebody might say something nasty to you. I think that's part of it. Unfortunately, you can't change everybody. A lot of people have a lot of misconceptions. I have chosen to view those people that say those kind of things to a perfect stranger that they don't know anything about, that they probably are working with a lot of misconceptions and mistruths, and they probably have a lot of fear about what it is that I do or what you do. And so their opinion doesn't really matter. I have, I've chosen have curiosity about other people's reactions. Why does that person think that way? Why do they react that way? I know it's all a projection. It has nothing to do with me at all. It's about how they feel about their own manifestation of, you know, their spiritual gifts. Maybe they're in the closet, so to speak about their own spiritual gifts. Maybe somebody told them that that, that that it was wrong. Maybe there's religious trauma. I don't know. All I know is that's not my problem. And I don't say that to be, you know, an ass. I don't say it to, you know, diminish the feeling of how it feels if somebody judges you or says something to you about what you're doing. I just ask you to really think about does that, at the end of the day, does is that worth you not doing it? Because I think in any field, no matter what you do, if you're in the public eye, whether you're a singer, a golf player, a TV host, a psychic medium, if you're in the public eye, you are probably going to be ridiculed by somebody. For some reason. And all of it is a projection. All of it. It doesn't make it less hurtful. But it's all a projection. So I think if you can get yourself to the point that I've reached. Where it's like, yeah, I'm human and things can hurt my feelings. But the price of me not doing this. Would be far greater than me moving through that BS And standing confidently and strong in my own abilities and gifts. I hope today's episode has helped answer your question about what people think about this work. I've touched on kind of like what's already happened in the past. How have my loved ones, my husband, my children, my family... My friends felt about me doing this work. Before we go, I will share, I will answer the question, do I share with people that I'm just meeting, that I'm a medium? The answer is sometimes. And I think this is a personal thing. It's The answer is some, sometimes. When I started doing this work and I put myself out there publicly, I set my intention with the universe that I wanted soul aligned clients to find me. And I know that if somebody is interacting and somebody is booking a session, that they are soul aligned. I'm not making them do anything. They're choosing, they're consciously choosing to do so. Right? So out in the real world, um, I will get a sense of somebody's energy. So, You know, there's been experiences where I've gone to the hairdressers and she's asked me about my life or do you work from home? What do you do from work for work? And I have without even thinking, I'm a psychic medium. I have a podcast. I'm a published author. I work with clients one on one. And she's like, oh, cool. Right. And we spent the whole appointment talking about it. Um, There's been other times I remember. Well, actually, just last week I went to an appointment and the person was doing like an intake form and asked me, what do you do for work? And I did not say I was a psychic medium. I said, I'm a life coach. That's what immediately came out. Now, was that a lie? No, <laughs> because, you know, I am mentoring people on their life, their life. But for whatever reason, I didn't feel the energy of like that this was an aligned person with me that was going to get it. I thought this person might be like, "Mm, okay, cool, right? Like for whatever reason. And I've talked to other people about this, other mediums, um, and they've said the same thing that I will say. It's a a personal decision and it, it depends on who you're talking to. And that's what I'll stick with. Sometimes I feel like, yep, I can say it. Sometimes I feel like, you know what, I, I'm not going to get into it today, right? It's not that I felt like the person last week would judge me. It's just I felt like, you know what, I'm not going to get into that today. <laughs> I know I don't. I don't really feel like saying that today, and that's okay. But that comes from a place of like, I'm not not saying it because I don't accept who I am. I do accept who I am. I've just discerned that I I can read energy very well. So I'm like, "Mm, this person's going to think it's awesome. Maybe this, maybe meet what we talk about will help open that person up in some way. And they'll start thinking about something differently. Therefore it's aligned. Uh, mm, This person, maybe they're closed off in their own belief system. Maybe they wouldn't be mean or judge me, but maybe there's just, there's no reason to, to, talk about further, you know? So I think the answer to that question is sometimes, and I think that it's very personal. And I think the more you, you, you know, do that, the more you, you lean in and you're like, what's my gut telling me in this situation? I think the easier it becomes. Um, you know, I'm very public, you know, like I, um, I have a logo Jacket. I have a spring jacket that has my logo on it, my logo's around my neck, um, I have merch that I sometimes wear, I have my website in the back of my car. I am not hiding. I'm there like that lighthouse. If you need me, I'm here. But I'm not seeking. I stand firmly and confidently in my own beliefs, knowing that what I'm doing lights my soul on fire, and it's not my job to convince anyone else of what I'm doing or why I'm doing it. People don't get it. They don't get it. Not my problem. So for those of you that are in this place of this lights my soul on fire, but my husband doesn't get it. My mom doesn't get it. I just ask you the question. What's the cost of you holding yourself back? And are you willing to pay it? At the end of the day, do you think this person could adjust? You do you, I do you. I do me, rather. I think at the end of the day, most people will adjust, even if they don't get you. Right? Some people just don't understand. If you stick to something... Maybe your husband's like, has she lost her mind, right? Maybe he would make a a few choice remarks at first. Um, And I understand how that could be hurtful or bother you or almost like, you know, defer you off track. But if you stayed on it and you're like, you know what, this lights my soul on fire, he'll come around. I think when somebody consistently like stays with something too, I think people around them are like, okay, so it's not just some passing phase. Like that's, that's just what she's into. That's her life path. And people become more open to it, right? I think a lot of the judgment you may receive is strictly a projection based on fears or misconceptions. Um, If it's important to you, continue to do it in your own way, whatever that is if it's more behind the scenes or if it's out and about. Only you will know that. But I truly believe that when you are called to something, when something continually shows up for you, when something lights your soul on fire, it's something you must do in some capacity. I hope you have the best week. Um, And I will see you next time. Take good care, guys. Thank you for joining me for another episode of the Intuitive Rising podcast. If you would like to continue the chats and join a group of like-minded souls on their own spiritual journey, please request to join the Intuitive Rising community over on Facebook. All are welcome. If you enjoy this podcast, please consider giving it a five-star rating. If you'd like to connect with me directly, please visit my website at the Intuitive Rising Dot com.